church this morning. I haven't seen very many of you hold your cup out. <laughs> yeah. This morning we are here an hour later than usual. I noticed this morning at uh, 6.30 that it was light out. That, you know, it hasn't been light out at 6.30 for the last week. But God, even though our God's time is not and he is here whenever we come, he is in our hearts, he is with us, praise God. When we hold our hands out, our cups out, he is ready to fill it. Let's sing this one more time. elected one to do the announcements this morning. <laughs> totally new for me, so you can be seated. Um, Wednesday night, don't forget, there's 6.30 prayer service, and then at 7 o'clock, it'll be our regular Bible study time, which will be uh, Sister Lisa in charge. And then Saturday, Dad, what's Saturday? Men's meeting, what time? Five o'clock. Men, be here. Yes. Oh, that is the 19th. Whoops. In two weeks. I'm, see? Why am I here? Okay. All right. Um, we have fellowship dinner next Sunday. And our next ladies' Christmas gathering, if you call it for Christmas, is going to be the first Saturday of December, which which is the third. Five o'clock. Thank you. Okay, you can tell I'm not used to this. All right. Does anybody have any other announcements that I haven't made? Brother Craig. Okay, testimony.
So we can, can't praise first. Right. And we're glad you're able to make it out. <laughs> yes. All right. Do we have any prayer requests? Anyone else? Pray for the past situation. Kayla's. Is there any unspoken? George? This is first Sunday offering, and we don't have a pastor at the moment, but it still goes toward the evangelistic, the evangelist fund, which will pay for those and for candidates. So we need our ushers to come up. And if you have it, something besides size for that fund, mark it on the envelope. Go towards it. Potter, okay, Lord, bless the Lord, you will find the pastor. 
and how one of the reasons for fasting is to help us to understand that our strength is not in ourselves. It's in him. It's in About three times a month, I'm sure. But anyway, he says, let my life be a light. And this has a lot to do with our sermon today.
Send your spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the No. 
church can be dismissed. Praise the Lord. It's good to see each and every one of you here. And I think about it, how great is our God. Hallelujah. I would like to leave a note with you, and that is that I believe in Jesus Christ. Some people, they use his name, but they do not believe in him. But he's real. I believe in the Father. I believe in the Son. And I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe the three in one. And I think when we think about this world that we live within, there's the devil, the false prophet, and the Antichrist. I'm going to preach on them. don't want to give them any credit. But they are of darkness. And we are of light. We are not of sin. But we are saved by the grace of God. God is a great God, and we need to give Him praise. I'd like to take and just have a little word of prayer here, and uh, the prayer I believe will help you and help me. Uh, I'm in front, you're back there, and all those eyes. See, I've only got two eyes looking at you. Well, I've got maybe about 50 eyes looking at me, and so you know I could get a little bit afraid from that many eyes looking at me. So. If you really want to help me, just close one eye, and and that makes half of the fear. It went away. See, now I feel so much better up here. In fact, you know, I could get carried away, and I know there's some people saying, I hope you don't get carried away. But I'll tell you what, one day, though, I'm going to get carried away, and I hope all of you get carried away with me. We're going to go to heaven. All right, let me pray at this time. Bless the Lord as I come before thee, Lord. You know, Lord, I'm looking for words, O oh God. You know, Lord, I'm wanting to understand, Lord. You know, Almighty God, I want light to shine, Lord, today, Lord. I want victory, Lord, with one soul or many souls, Lord. That we can go away, Lord, and be as old times, Lord. That we have been in the house of God. And I was glad when they said, come into the house of God for the blessings that I have received this day, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to bless the word, Lord, we give the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to just be able to preach the way I want to preach, the way I like to preach. And that is, I preach evangelistic. And I know that's something that seems to be tied up today. And uh, evangelistic, we will find evangelists are pretty much gone today. But I got one news for you. They're coming back. They're coming back. The world's going to be upset one of these days. And we're going to feel the presence and see the presence of God move. And, you know, some people say they feel it. But how long has it been since you've seen the presence of God move? It's been a long time for some of us. But God is so good. Now, when I think about it, uh, I would like to just tell a little uh, story. that Not a story, but something that happened in my life. But we'll find that there was a lady named Julie Anderson, not related to my wife or to us at all, but 
she was a woman and her brother that was in a home, in a, their home. They were on a farm, and their father was very rude, and their mother wasn't much better. But we will find that one day she went out into the barn, and she took a tea stool, and that there is like a tea, and she started milking the cows. And she had a radio out there, and the radio began to play, and there was a preacher on there. And that preacher began to preach on something called salvation, being forgiven of your sin, and the joy and the peace that would come within your heart, and a newness would come, and a change, and you'd have a whole new life. And she sat there on that stool milking that cow, and she thought about that. She said, you know, I would like to have that. Never been to church a day in her life. And we will find that the pastor went ahead preaching. He told her just how to receive that there light with inside. And we will find as she began to pray, she accepted Jesus Christ right there on that stool. What I'm trying to say is God has power within his word. His word can change you about. But she went in the house and she told her brother, she said, I received something. She said, I don't know what it really is, but I feel so much different. And he thought she had lost her mind. But after a while, he got down and he prayed and received God. This thing is not to keep within ourselves, Lord, but it is to us to give to others. Her mother found salvation. They found the little local church they went to. And also, I was able to be there at the hospital and pray her father through to salvation. He was nothing but a drunk within this world. And when I say nothing, I should change it a little bit and say he was a soul of God, but he was lost and looking for light. We should be looking for light today. If you're here, raise your hand and wave it a little bit so I won't think you're dead or I won't think that you're dry bones like the preacher said before a couple of weeks ago. But we are still alive. I'd like to talk about a little bit about light. And we will find out that God, he, the father of lights, lights, I said, more than one light. We will find out he is the father of light. There is many things within the scriptures that we can find that he has brightened the way, that he has brightened our mind, he has brightened our thought, he has given light within the world. We find in Genesis in the first chapter in about the third verse, that probably isn't wrote down for you back here, but I got a lot of things I think wrote down. But we'll find out that he was... Uh, said, let there be light. And there was light. It was divided from the darkness and the light. Say, see, even God, when he come down to the, see this old world, it was nothing but a dark old place. But God is one that did not want darkness. He wants light. That's why we become Christians today, is because we are the light of the world. One time Christ was the light of the world. But he come what? And I'll probably get all this messed up, but who cares? But we'll find out that he is the one that come to light every man. He come to light us. That's why today we are walking in light and not darkness. That's why we are not of the world, but we are of the grace of God. And let us look at this here. It says here in James, in the first chapter, in the 17th verse, it says, 
Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light with whom is all variableness and neither shadow of turning. Think about it. When we think of Jesus, we think of God, we think of the Holy Ghost, we will find there is no light, darkness within them. No darkness at all. Not a variableness, not, not a turning. Uh, there is nothing. It is all perfection within Him. We will find out as we look at it today, we can go back to Edison and look at him. He was one that invented the light bulb. But I think about God. It was the hand of God that was on him because anybody's out there stupid enough to fly a kite with a key on it has, has liable to get themselves killed. Uh, but anyway, let us think about it. It was God that caused the lightning. It was God who is the one that gives the wisdom upon this here earth. As we look upon it, God is the light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. That's in John 1 and 5. First John 1 and 5. But we'll find as we look upon this here, that the world today that we live in, they are a people that love to walk in darkness. They are a people that fear from the light, so to speak. I looked, went out the other day and I turned on the yard light. And you know, I saw these here little bugs that were on the sides of the wall of the house there on the outside. But we will find out as I looked at them, they scampered away. Because why? They like darkness. I lifted up a rock and looked underneath it and there were bugs underneath it, there were worms underneath it. But they scampered back to the darkness because they did not like light. But after a while, I went to go back into the house after fooling around a while. And I went to go in and I noticed one thing. There was bugs flying around the light. There was more bugs than there was in the darkness. That's because why? They were the ones that liked the light. And saints of God, we being children of God, I think we ought to realize anymore that more and more about Jesus, more and more about the Word of God, that we desire to be in the light and to take and shun the world. These things that we look upon today, we are in a dark, dark world. As it goes on, it says here in Ephesians here, the 6th chapter and the 15th verse. And we find out that light, it says here, can be a guide, is what I've wrote down. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, let's look upon this here. As we serve God, we walk with Him. Saints, we need to take this word, this word, and we need to take it and see how to walk. Some ways are going to be rough. So we're going to take and have to have shoes that are called hiking shoes. Or sometimes you're going to climb hills that you say, Lord, I just don't know if I can make it today. Everything's going against me. And 
you'll find out what you do. You put on a different shoe. You find out a different scripture here. You open it up and you find out. You say, oh, that's the shoes I need. It gives me strength to walk up that hill today. We need to take and think about the word of God each and every day of our life. And sometimes we need to take and read another scripture and find another pair of shoes so to speak on because why the world is changing and saints it is changing very very fast if I start talking to you about the changes that I have seen and heard about saints it would do what you said well it would just disturb me a little bit but saints I'm here to say what's going to be disturbing Jesus Christ is going to split the clouds of glory and he's coming back after a people that are dressed in the righteousness of the saints, people that are bright and shining. He's coming back after you and me. We will find it takes preparation. It takes a little bit of work to do that. Uh, You find out sometimes in this world that we live in, we have flashlights, but sometimes we'll find out it takes a little work, you know, I see people beating on them, getting to going this and here and that. But think what you usually do is just take a little work, take the back off of it, stick some batteries in it, and we'll find out it shines all right. It takes preparation. We find we open up the Bible and we say, Lord, it's dark. I don't know which way to turn today. And we'll find as we take and turn, we can turn to that page that that light will shine. That light will shine. The Word of God is our light. Jesus is our light. And He lights each and every one of us. We'll find Psalms 119, 105. And it says here, Thy word is a light, is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my feet. We'll find light is a vision. In darkness you cannot see. So you need a a light. And we live in a dark world. We live in a simple world. You may not realize that. Because you've got a 2020 vision, you just never realize where you're at. But saints, if you get between uh, God and the devil, you'll find that there is a darkness and there is a light. And we'll find that this here light that we have will give you vision. There's sometimes, I've heard things that people said. I say, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can believe that or not. But then I go through my word. And all at once, I find a scripture. And that there scripture, it lights. It comes up. Sometimes you look at that scripture and say, I've read that scripture a hundred times. But it didn't mean that today. But what? It's the power of God. It's that their power that he has up there. It comes down. And it comes to the mind. And your mind lightens up. And you say, I see it. I see it. I see it. Oh, it's right there. And I know it's true. We'll find today, though, and I noticed this in the church, and I know I'm a down man a lot of times, but we'll find in the church, we'll go to the General Assembly many times just to see if they'll change certain things. If they'll just uh, take it, go a little bit. I would like to do this, or I would like to do that. Or there's old fools, I'll call you and me. They're old fools. They, they didn't know what we know today. They don't understand. But there's one thing that old fools did know, and that is God is the same 
same today, yesterday, and forever. He does not change. But the world does change. And we're looking sometimes to be like the old bugs that crawl into the darkness. But saints, we'll find my God when he came down here to create this world. He did not like darkness. And so he took and made light. No variableness, that first scripture said in that there. No variableness. He also made the sun. I told you he made lights. He made the sun and he made the moon. And we'll find out that the sun was day and the moon was night. But look at it. We'll find that that is a variableness. We will find sometimes a cloud will come over and it shadows that their light that God has made. And we'll find out sin every once in a while. It starts to shadow over us and we start to thinking and wonder and doubting, but we will find out that shadow can pass away because that cloud can pass away. Jesus Christ can come and push that thing away and give you more light to shine. Brightness. Brightness. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be a bright light to the world. And that's the way Jesus has took and made it into this here world. But let us go on down here into Proverbs, the 29th chapter. And the 18th verse, it says here, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Think about it. The scripture says that. No vision, the people perish. Without light, we will perish. Without the word of God, we will perish. Without Jesus, we will perish. Saints, what do we got to do is have an eye-opening not of this world. And so many people, even in our church, their God is their church. But saints, we do not worship the church. We worship God. We worship God. Well, let the church change. But if the church changes, that's okay. But see, we worship God. We do not worship the church. If man has a different way, that's okay. Let him have that way. But let us walk in the light. You say, well, what about that man? That man will either have to listen to God one day or listen to the judgment. But say, what I want to hear is say, enter in my good and faithful servant. We look at ourselves many times and we judge ourselves and we judge among ourselves. When we hear something about God that kind of touches our heart, the first thing we say is, I'm as good as that person. I'm as good as that person. I'm good as that person. Saints, God is not looking for us to be as good as somebody else. He is looking for us just to be what we are and we will find that light that he puts within us, we will shine bright and we will be what he wants. He's coming back after a people that are in the likeness of him, not in the likeness of somebody else. He's coming after us, saying, because why? We are filled with the light. Our lamp is burning. It's burning. And I'm filled with oil. I love that there song uh, that she sung there today. Also about the one with the light, because she didn't know I was gonna, what I'm talking about on the light. She just writes, and then I don't let her write my little thoughts, because 
Why? Because she couldn't read what I wrote anyway. And another thing, she would say, well, brother, or she wouldn't call me brother. She'd probably call me something else. But anyway, she'd say, uh, you know, uh, how does that fit? How does that fit? I don't think I can write that. Well, I said, you don't have to write it. I just give you the right to scripture down so I can see them. And then I am the one that's going to say it. And then if God don't want it, he'll say, I don't see it either. But as long as he can see it, I'm going to see it and I'm going to say it. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. I feel like shouting. I don't know about you. Praise the Lord. I heard a church preacher the other day. He stopped for the congregation. He said, it's time for everybody to praise the Lord. I thought, man, if everybody would say that in my church, I thought, man, I'd jump all over the place. He'd say it guy's out of control. But anyway, let it go back to the light. Light is very... Very important. We will find also a vision. How can it come? It can come by faith of things that are not even seen. Praise the Lord. Isn't it something how God can turn on the mind? How God can do such great thing? Uh, let us think about it a little bit further here. We'll find in John the 14th chapter and or 14th chapter and 6th verse. We will find that... Uh, Thomas here, and Jesus was talking. Jesus letting him know that he was going to die. He was going to go back and be with the Father. And uh, Thomas couldn't understand that. And he says, well, he says, uh, how are we going to know the way? How are we going to know the way? Huh? How are you going to know the way? Think about it. There is a way, and the way is Jesus and so Jesus says to him, he says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. All right, let us think about it. What is God so much? You know, we take God for granted. We really do. And so maybe I'm just preaching a little bit wrong. Maybe I should say, I take God for granted. That might make you a lot happier. You know, I, I, I'm the one that, that, that's in the failure. That might make you happier. And if it does, that's okay. Because then I can take and preach this message, and I can understand it, and I can be blessed, and I'm the one that's going to be the one that understands it. And so, see, I have no problem with you sitting there and me standing up here, and I really would like this, and I didn't ask for it either, but I wouldn't mind it if they take them there. Pictures up there and turn them around so that it would show the crowd instead of the preacher is what I'd really like to see. Because, see, I would like the world to know that we don't have a graveyard out here. I would like them to know that we say praise the Lord once in a while. I'd like to know that, uh, that we shake our hands once in a while. And some are sitting here, and I know the younger ones are thinking about it. We don't need all the shouting. We don't need the Holy Ghost. We don't need this. We don't need that. But saints, you need God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And there's only one way that you can ever change me in that to get rid of me. Because why? I found something called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's real in my life. He's my all and all. He's taken me through this world. Oh, yes. There's a song that Everett used to sing and his daughter about the ship, the light, 
would find it up there. What would I do if it hadn't been for that there light? If it hadn't been for that light, my life would have been shipwrecked. Thanks, I would have been lost and I'd have been undone without God. Uh-huh. I would have been. But saints, I found something that is real. Something that I'm hoping and praying that if it takes whatever that I can stand and be able to say, my God is real. There's a lot of things I'd like to say, but I can't say them because I would like to say them. But God lets me know not the time to say it. Saints, we need to get close to God. We need to see more and more of Him. He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. In the scripture, He says, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In your life, He is your life. You say, how do you figure in that? Because I believe God is your breath. I believe God is the bread, the bread of love. God is the drink. And God is the transportation out of this world. You're not going to make it. Sister Lisa was here, she would probably say, Brother Nagel, he didn't smile much when he was up here. But I'm here to tell you one thing. There's a smile down inside about my God. But I'm here to say one thing. It's a smile on your face. You say, what is that? Well, I looked up light all of Oh, so many lights you wouldn't believe it. But anyway, I looked up one place. What is a light? A light is a smile on the face. It's a glow it shows love. It shows that you, you are concerned. But we'll find out as we look upon this here scripture that I'm talking about. There's no way you can make it in this world without Jesus. Without Jesus. We'll find that he shed his blood for you and me. Shed his blood for you and me. He gave his life. We'll talk maybe a little bit, little about that. I've got four, three places in here that's called stop places. You say, why is that? Because, see, I, if I get to the first one, I stop. If I get to the second one, I stop. If I get there, I stop. There's a case I don't make it, you know. I, sometimes I just get to a little bit of thought. And, wow, that's a good thought, you know. And you may not think it's a good one, but I think it's good. And God's up here to bless me because he knows that I'd rather be sitting down there where you're at. Okay, we've used this a little bit before a while ago. You are the light of the world. A city that setteth on a hill that cannot be hidden. That is talking about the church. That's talking about you and me. It's talking about all of us. But I'd like for you to think about that church that's sitting on a hill. You can think about you. You're sitting on a hill. But we'll look at this here and we'll find out. He also says, Ye are the light of the world. 
And saints, they wonder why sometimes our churches are not filled up. I don't think about that much. I think more about it. Why isn't our altars filled up? Uh huh. Because see, if you get the altars filled up, that gets the church shining bright. And when the church gets to shining bright, we will find out then that people will want to come. There's a song, I went there to see, but oh, what a night. God's shining bright. But she knew there was something in that there building that she wanted to know what it was about. And when she got in there, she found out there was a man called Jesus that was there to meet her, to shake her hand, to welcome her to the altar, and she'd give her heart to God. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. I was thinking about some of the songs we're singing. I think all the time. Hey, and I was with a group one time, and we got to singing, I'll fly away, oh glory. Uh-huh. And so we just flopped our hands, and we had ourselves a good time that night. But on the way out, the preacher said to me, he said, see how people get carried away. Saints, I'm here to say, when you are blessed by God, the devil is going to be there, and he's going to say, oh, it was all man. It really wasn't what you think it was. But I'm here to say, if you know Jesus, the one that I found when I knelt down and prayed and gave my heart to God and all my sins, and the corruption I gave to him, we will find out, saying, there comes a change within, and you can feel the presence of God. We want to shout glory. We want to shout that. But you know what? We'll hold back many times, because what would the people think if I hollered glory? Uh And you've heard the message, too. It's not all in the shout. It's not all in the shout. Uh-huh. Well, when I get to heaven, I hope I get there before Jesus comes out because I'm going to have to tell him, it's not all in the shout. Take it, <laughs> take, uh, take, take it easy now. Take it easy. Then people down there, you'll scare them to death. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Some people say the Holy Ghost scares people. The Holy Ghost draws people. It draws people. We're being drawn today, but thinks it's the wrong way. You listen to your television programs. You listen to your radio program. And every day the preachers will say, well, we are getting further away from God. Every day they will say, you know, we're not what we used to be. Every day you will hear a statement of we are going down. But I'm here to tell you one thing. Don't get discouraged because we're not all going to go down. We're all not going to go down. One day the clouds will split and God will. And he will come back after the faithful ones. The ones that are walking in the light. The ones that are not in the shadows. He's looking for a people that love his son. I love his son. I'm one of them probably that I can look upon and say, Lord, I'm probably not what I used to be. Because why? I like my brothers and I like my sisters. I'm not blaming them on you. I'm blaming it on me. I don't have to go to that altar, humble myself down, and look like somebody that's lost and undone without God. But I'm here to say things. My strength is there. My strength is there. That's where I found him. That's where he come in and changed my heart. 
I feel sorry for some people. They were so good. Had mothers and fathers, Christians. They lived in good home, family, surrounding. And went to an altar of prayer and didn't really realize that they had anything. I've lived such a good life. But saints, they just read the Bible. For all sin comes short of the glory of God. I was one that was lost. I was one that was lost. You might not remember. They say not to look back. I didn't look back to Egypt, no. But I look back and I look and I say, Oh God, look how far you've brought me. Look how much you've done for me. Oh, praise God. I don't know about you, but I feel good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Got to move on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't know if that clock's right or wrong. I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> let us think about it. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. I'm going to stop there for a moment. We will find many times we try to win a soul. But we stomp them down on the ground for what they are. But saints, that's just a soul. A soul that belongs to God. So we don't want to take and go to him with war, so to speak. We want to go to him with love. Go to him. Even someone can say this, and usually you can, because God will send you to that type of person. You can say, I was in that shape once. God delivered me. He picked me up. No longer am I that person. And he can do it for you. Or you can go down and tell him that all the things he's doing wrong. And he already knows what he's doing wrong. But sometimes they don't know what to do to get right. So go and tell them to get what's right. Sometimes we'll find out that their denomination and we will find we will put people down. But it's not the denomination that's wrong. The thing is, knowing Jesus or not knowing Jesus is the thing. So when we go to win a soul, we go, really, we go for a battle sometimes. But I'm here to say, go with love. Go with love. It says here, but one sinner destroys much good. Not trying to get away with light. Sin is darkness. I'm still on light. I'm still with the brightness of Christ. But I would just like to say, one sinner destroys much good. All right. But let us think about it. Sin can be covered up. Sin is in the church. But it can be covered up. And nobody's going to know about it. But as I thought about that, covering up is the wrong thing. The blood of Jesus is the only thing that needs to cover up the sins of this world. As I thought about it, when we picked apples this year, we had an apple that it had a bruise on it. It wasn't as good as the other. But saints, I got a good idea. 
just put it in the bottom of the bag or put it in the middle of the bag. It's not going to be noticed. But see, if you put it in there, we will find out that it will spoil the rest in time. In the same way with the church, sometimes we don't want people to know that this went on or that went on or that was said. Oh, I'm telling you one thing. We just won't let nobody know about it. But saints, I'm here to say, sooner or later, it will come up. And you say, what do you do about it, Brother Nagel? See, what you do, you put it on top of the bag. And when you say, what are you going to do then? I'm going to take that bruise and I'm going to cut that bruise off. And then I'm going to slice up the rest of it. I'm going to put it together. And then I'm going to cook it, saying, And it's going to be the best apple pie you ever ate. And saying, I'm here to say, saying, if you don't, it's going to take and spoil all the apples. And all the apples are gone. And, and the apple pie is gone. The church will be gone too if we cover up sin. Sin is something that needs to be getting rid of not held on to or say, well, that was my daughter, that's my son, or that, that's my mother, that's my father. Saints, I'm here to say, we forsake mother, father, son, daughter. We forsake all and follow Jesus. And if you follow Jesus, you'll find that the light that you have will shine bright enough to win them in the future. And that's what we're trying to do is be a winner. Has you thought about it? Thank the Lord for that. But anyway, we'll find out. It goes on. Uh, there's some potatoes. They're, they're giving the things stink. They get you know, a little bad sometimes. They just kind of stink. Don't take much. I mean, you cut them in two. And, uh, a lot of times you find out they're pretty good. But you know, there's something about potatoes. Yep, I knew there was. Potatoes. We'll find out. There's good potatoes. It's called Idaho potatoes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Irish potatoes. And we also find Minnesota red potatoes. I come from Minnesota. Oops, I'm not supposed to kick my foot off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, we'll find out that uh, you take those potatoes and what they've got, they've got names. Don't mean any of them are bad. They've just got names. And we also know that some of them, they've got colors. And we also know what the names are. Well, they were Baptist people. They were church God people. Yeah. Oh, my. And even Catholic people. Oh, and we, we look at them sometimes. And, uh, well, they just don't fit. They just don't fit. But God's not coming back after Baptist and Methodist Church of God. He's coming back after a people that are right with God, that have been forgiven of their sins and live right. You say, what are you going to do with some potatoes? Well, what you need to do, you need to peel them. When you peel them, you need to cut them up. And then what you do, you throw them into the skillet or into the boiling pot. And we'll find your boil. And then what do you do? You take a mixer and, and mix them up. Yeah. And when you get them mixed up, you say I'm down in front. And somebody says, what's that? That's potatoes. That's potatoes. You say, what did they do? They lost their Baptist, lost their Methodist. They lost the symbol of God. They lost church of God. They lost all their identification. Saints, God's not coming 
after identification people that I am a member of the church. He's not coming after a member of the church. He's coming back after the one in day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost fell and we have found thousands of them receive salvation such as God added to the church. It was not a covenant so to speak like we take and I'm not against that but I'm saying this my covenant that God is looking for is mighty God I bow down before you I ask you Lord to come into my heart and forgive me of my sin to save my soul and saints that's the one he said I've wrote your name down above I was thinking about the other day name I was thinking about poor old George you know feeling sorry for myself they said I'm going to forget maybe my whole my up here you know and uh, I, I got to thinking about it and I told you this before I I just don't want to forget one thing, and that's Jesus. I don't want to forget the name Jesus. I don't care if I remember your name or not. I don't want to forget Jesus. But as I was praying, talking to him, he made me feel so good. He said, I'm not going to forget your name. Come on. No matter what happens, keep it straight with God. Keep it straight with God. Keep it straight with God. I don't know if that clock's right, but I should feel like I'm preaching here. Feeling good anyway. Okay. Got a long ways to go. Hey, the Lord, you better hope I hit a stop. Okay. All right. And we'll find out. As we go on, we'll go to... uh, Joshua, 7th chapter, 21st verse. You probably wonder why I read some things pretty slow. Uh, <laughs> to me, I got that they're 21 7. And you say, what's that? Well, that's the way I see things. I, I see them backward. I don't see them the way you see them. And it takes me a little while sometimes. But there's one thing I think I got more straight than anything else. And that's Jesus. Praise <laughs> the Lord. And so it really doesn't embarrass me too much. I sometimes wish I could be like some other people. But my mother told me this, and I, she told it me for my own good. She said, if you would like some other people, she said, you might think you know it all or think you're better than everybody else. You know, sometimes things happen in our lives, and we say, if there's a God up above, why would that happen to me? Hey, hey, a lot of times God trying to protect you, trying to look after you. And uh, he might even soften my head a little bit because I do get hard-headed sometimes. Uh, well, anyway, <clears throat> let's say, as we go on here, Joshua, the 7th chapter and 21st verse. And, G- and Joseph here, he, he was talking, Joshua, I mean, Joshua was talking to uh, Achan. And uh, as he was talking to Achan there, Achan done what I was talking about of hiding the apple. He was out fighting a battle. And as he fought against the battle, against the people of the enemy, we will find out the Babylonians were the enemy. 
And I thought about it when I read this first part. But we'll find, go a little further before that. We'll find it uh, as in the battle, they were to destroy all the enemy. Everything that the enemy had. There's some things in the world that we would like to destroy, but we would find that we also would covet it. We would say, well, that's just going a little bit too far. But see, you're not going too far when you're doing what God tells you to do. You may be out of place with the church and with people, but you find you don't want to be out of place with God. And if it's of God, down the line, you'll have people pat you on the back and give you praise and say, glad you followed God and not the way I thought. So as they went out to battle, Joshua, he says, I seen. I'm going to read what he saw. When I saw among the spoil a goodly Babylonish garment, and two hundred shackles of silver, and a wedge of gold of fifty shackles of weight. <clears throat> when I covet them, I coveted. Now that was the wrong thing right there. That was sin that was creeping into him. He had took all that stuff and he started to covet. And I took them, and behold, they are hidden in the earth, in the midst of the tent, and the silver underneath it. That's what I'm talking about, hiding. Hiding. If I read to you the rest of it, you would say, oh, that's a pitiful story. He lost. So much. He lost his family. He lost his sheep. He lost his asses. He lost everything. Everything they had. They burnt the silver and the gold, the stuff that he stole, the garment. They burnt it. They burnt everything. But the thing I want you to get out of this, that we are a light in the church. But remember, you're a light in your family. And when you hide something and say, well, they'll never know about it. You can bury it if you want to. I'm not saying bring it up for gossip, and that's done a lot of times. A prayer request is nothing but a gossip sometimes. But saints, I am saying this here. That if you keep burning and keep it right, there's a good chance you're going to win your family. But if you don't, you're the only Bible, the only light that they can read. You are the one that brought them to destruction. It was a pitiful thing to think about it. It was over such a lousy little bit. I even thought about the garment. Why in the world would a guy want to take and steal a garment from the enemy 
and where. And I thought about that. And I thought about it. I thought, you know, that is kind of stupid. But then after a while, that's my favorite word, stupid. But we'll find out that as I thought about it for a long time, I thought, why does a man that is a Christian want to change the garment back to the garment that was tattered and torn up and had sin all over it? And yet I will trade my salvation for that there garment that I once wore. Saints, it don't sound too bad to me anymore. It sounds to me like God's saying, you knew to do right, you knew the answer, you knew the light, you knew the gospel, and therefore you have sinned and you know the penalty. You know the penalty. So think about that. I'm going to try and quit just a little early here for you. All right. And let's go on down then. And I could say a lot of things there, but I won't. Let's go down here and to, uh, I just want to go to Romans. All right. Romans, the 13th chapter and the 12th verse. It says, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, the sinful world, the things that are going on. Let them not get on you. Get them off of you. Get away from them because we will find out we are not of them. We once were. Remember this, saints. When you look at people, sometimes start judging them. Look at the scripture. The scripture says, I once was that. I was that. I was the one that done all these things. But through the grace of God, through the grace of God, he saved me. He put light within. He gave me a garment of righteousness. He gave me a different outlook on life. He gave me really life that I never really had or really didn't deserve. But it goes on. Let us put on the armor of light. <laughs> you thought maybe I got away from light, so did I. But we will find out. That light I'm talking about, when you hide it, you're putting it under a bush. That's scripture. You're not wanting people to see it. But saints, if you got that light and it's lit, it will show everybody in the house. All right. We'll find. Let us be the city on the hill. It cannot be hidden. Church, Jesus come to light every one of us. That's what he comes for. But we'll find out he was the example, and he showed us the way. Yes. Yes. And saints, most of it, it's got nothing more to do only with love, and he is love. Yes. And that's what it's about. My Jesus prayed at altars. My Jesus prayed in the wilderness. My Jesus prayed many hours. And sometimes we say, well, you're just trying to get us to pray a long time. No. Jesus prayed 
and I'm probably wrong on this, but one of his prayers was the longest one, and I believe it was 36 words. Otherwise, Jesus said, pick up thy bed and walk. That's all he said, a few words. Just a few words. But see, he had been with the Father before he said these words. We need to be with the Father. We need to change our lives. Saints, you can believe it or not, and you don't want to hear it, but we are going downhill spiritually. And I'm not one to prophesy. I'm not one to say, well, God just says, tell them on. No, I'm not that. But let's say you're not. I'm going to say you're not. Then I'm going to say this. I am. There's somewhere we've got to come to a conclusion. I am. I want God to give me. I want God to give me. I want God to do. I want this. I want that. But say somewhere, we've got to get it right. Get it right. Let you stand at this time. If you don't have anything to testify, just say, thank God he didn't use everything. All right? Just take a moment of prayer. You don't have to pray out loud. Just pray silently. And I pray a lot of times. My prayer, I'm very selfish maybe, but I pray for myself many, many times. Many times I pray for myself. Every day I pray for myself. You say, what about others? I have a hard time sometimes seeing what goes on and want to straighten it up. But God says, leave it alone. That's my business. That's right. I don't want to overstep my bounds. Right. So Lord, help me. Strengthen me. Pray to yourself for just a moment. Mighty God, as I come before thee, I pray, Almighty God, for the people, Lord. I pray for the word, Lord, that had been spoken, Lord. I pray every time that they open the word, Lord, that it will shine more and more and more, Lord, that the darkness of this world will flee from, that they'll want, Almighty God, the joy and the peace. They'll suffer the long suffering, Lord, but we'll walk the rough roads. We will climb mountains, Lord, and we will feel defeat. We have overcome. But Lord, let us not brag upon ourselves, but through the strength of God, through your leading and through your light that shines upon our pathway. Lord, I pray for the church, Lord, that it will shine out, Lord, that it will show forth the glory of God, Lord. Oh, I pray, Almighty God, Lord, that you hear my prayer, Lord. I know that you heard me, O God. Lord, sometimes we think that just to the ceiling is where our words went. But oh, mighty God, I know that I touch heaven with the royal phone, Lord. I know that there is victory, Lord. I pray for each and every one, Lord. We are all very important. We're all souls of God. No matter what, we are all souls of God. I give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.